The Sports Bash with Mike Gill on 97.3 ESPN. Now, live inside the Matt Black Kia Studios, here's Mike Gill. A Friday edition of the Sports Bash starts now. I'm Mike Gill. That's Hunter Brody. Josh Henning producing today's show. You out there, what's up, everybody? Happy hour Friday. Oh, man. Summer's coming to a close. You know, Labor Day weekend is coming up next week. Labor Day weekend. Did it feel like the summer was ever here? Not at all. Like, if you told me it was April right now, I wouldn't think any otherwise. You got baseball games, you got basketball games, you got hockey games going on. It feels like April. When are the dog days of summer going to happen? It's August 28th. When oh you were talking right God. now, I'm like, huh, what is today's date? Wow, August 28th. Yeah, man. So you miss football? <laughs> you know, like football. I mean, come on. How's your summer been? Yeah, it's been great. You know what I mean? I've been trapped at home and masks on here and there. Oh, my Lord. Um, it's been crazy, man. It's been crazy. You know, I, I don't want to get too much into all this craziness that's going on. I'm kind of like past it. I'm ready to move on and all that stuff. But I will say this. I had a nice gentleman, and anytime someone takes the time to email me, like electronically mail me, I know that that guy has some passion and he's got something that moves him. I got an email last night from a listener, and I give the guy a lot of credit for taking the time to email me. But I said, if somebody's taking the time to email me, man, we are really... We are just trapped inside, and we are like, it's crazy. But, uh, no, it was a good, thoughtful email. I, I, you know, um, I emailed the guy back. He hasn't responded to me. I don't know if he liked my answers or not, but I tried to be as fair as possible and break it down for him. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that saw what happened yesterday. A lot of these sports uh, decided not to play. We think we're going to get some normalcy back this weekend. I hope people are able to compartmentalize, move on. What I will say um, the guy was upset about the, the sports not playing, which is totally fair. I totally respect people who um, have a problem with it. I don't understand it. I can't relate to them, but I don't look down upon you. Um, but what I try to explain, okay, what I try to explain, and after this we can kind of move on and get into the day and there's some stuff we want to get into. But while I'm not a um, – I'm not here to tell people how to think, okay? That's not the purpose of the job that we do. I'm not here to tell you how to think, Hunter, or Josh, or any listener out there. I'm not right. I'm not wrong. We just have different opinions sometimes. You're not right. You're not wrong. We have different opinions sometimes. But I will say this, and I hope that the people who are bothered by what's going on in sports right now can maybe view it, and this is how I've kind of compartmentalized sports in the world that we live in right now. I don't allow what happens with this stuff to bother me. I don't have to agree. I don't have to disagree. I just don't need to consume it. Everyone is well within their right to do what they're doing. I love sports. Hunter, you love sports. So I watch the games because I'm entertained and I love and appreciate the competition. The other stuff I just choose not to allow to bother me. For example... If I watch a movie, I don't have to watch the opening credits and the previews. And after the movie, I don't have to sit through the closing credits. I don't have to watch who was in the movie, who the sound operator was. I can stop the movie. I can just choose to watch the movie. And that's how I consume sports. 
I don't care about what happens before the game. I don't care what happens after the game. I care about the, you know, in the case of a basketball game, the 48 minutes that are on the court, the 60 minutes that are on the ice, the nine innings that are on the field. That's what I choose to consume. I don't need to consume anything else. And I hope the people who say, I'm not watching anymore, I refuse to watch because of all this, can look at it like a movie and just say, I'm not watching the opening previews. I don't need to see what movie's coming out six months from now. I'm not sitting through the closing credits. I don't need to sit through the credits. Just watch the game, and I think you'll be able to move past some of the things that maybe bother you. And if that doesn't, so be it. That's just how the guy asked me a question. That's how I tried to answer to it. And I hope that if you listen to the show again, and you listen to us talk about sports and enjoy sports for sports and not allow the other stuff to bother you. Think of them as the opening or closing credits of the movie and just tune into the main attraction, which is the actual game, which many of you are sports fans because you think you love sports. Because if you're not watching because of these other things, maybe you don't love sports as much as you thought you did. I would have to agree. That's perfectly said. And the one thing that sticks out to me is, you know, people allow politics to, you know, control their lives. And, and you don't like this person because of what they believe in. You don't like this person because of what they do outside of work and what they believe. It's almost like, who cares about what they believe in? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like they allow the politics to control their lives as, you know, that person's evil because of what they believe in when it comes to taxes. I, I mean, you know what I mean, though? Yeah. It's almost like... Relax, like take a deep breath. Who cares what they believe in outside of sports, outside of whatever? Let them believe in what they believe in. Don't let that force you into not enjoying sports anymore. Right, because sports, for many people, they are mad because sports is a release. It's an outlet. It is something that kind of gets us away from the problems of the world. And the people don't like when that part of the world infiltrates into the sports. And quite frankly, I, I understand what you're saying. You know, at some point it's like, you know, can we just get back to a time that was just simple and that's the game? That's not the time we live in, but there are ways that you can still simplify the game and just take in the game for what it is, a game. The other stuff around it, okay, think of it as the opening credits or the closing credits and just move on. Don't overanalyze what you're watching. You know, it's like I don't. I, I just don't understand when people say, well, um, that guy's belief is something and I want to vote, not because I will do it, because I don't want that guy to be able to do it. I just don't, I can't, I can't understand that, but that's just me. Like, I don't care what you do. I don't care what your beliefs are. Just as long as your beliefs have nothing to do with damaging my family and my friends and my time. You can believe whatever you want to believe. I don't have to agree with you, and I can still be friends with you. Look, sports are awesome. They have basically been the only thing I've ever made a paycheck on in my adult life, sports, in all facets. Every job that I've had, essentially, since I've graduated college, every dollar that I've essentially made has been on sports. You know, I do play-by-play. I do sports talk. I do writing for um different outlets i've done all every dollar that i have made has been in the sports world so believe me believe me when i tell you this all this stuff that's going on 
it affects me more than everybody out there listening. Of all the people out there listening, and I'm not trying to throw this in anybody's face, I'm just saying, I have the most to lose if sports are interrupted or fall apart or all this stuff. And if it doesn't bother me, then it really shouldn't bother you. And I'm not saying that's how you have to think, but not having sports is detrimental to the way that I live my life. And yet, I have chosen to not allow those things to bother me. Doesn't mean I agree or disagree. I just don't care. I choose to watch the main attraction. I'm not there for the undercard, and I'm not there for the post-show. I'm there for the main attraction, and I just hope people can maybe look at things like that and say, you know what, I'm just going to go back to a simpler time and watch the game. Well, the beauty of sports, to me, is all about bringing people together. So that's the unfortunate part of this is you, you win the Super Bowl, you go down to Broad Street, you have people from all over the place, from South Philadelphia, West Philadelphia, people from out of town, people from South Jersey, you all go, you celebrate. The The beauty of sports is it's supposed to bring everyone together. And, and I just feel that's the unfortunate part about this is it's doing the opposite during these times where we should utilize sports as a spot where we make things better. We fix the issues. Sports is all about being one, a team, right? I mean, that's what we preach when we talk about sports growing up. You have so many life lessons in sports. You learn about hard work, dedication, being one together. You got 20 men on the ice together like you are a family. That's what sports is all about, and it's just so unfortunate because it seems right now it's doing the opposite, but it shouldn't. It shouldn't. You, this should be the platform that helps us fix things and. It's just not the way right now, and we got to find a way to get around that. Yep, and uh, hopefully we can help do that today. You know, Hunter and I both love sports. We love talking about sports. And, you know, look, a day like yesterday, neither one of us are like, yes, this is exactly what we want to do. Certainly not. Um, and today we want to try to move past all of that stuff and get back into the sports world the way that we love talking about it and i think the, the thing that makes doing this show so much fun the two of us together is we could talk about one subject and go back and forth and have 50 different things it leads us all down different crazy paths how many people have come up to me and say how much they're enjoying the two of us going back and forth and just coming up with different things and it's been a lot of fun so the funny part is we really haven't had a chance to get into the nuts and bolts of a normal sports season you know it's like the weirdest thing that we're having all this fun doing the show and we really haven't had a normal season as they have all, you know, normally been mapped out and planned out. We're kind of just going on the fly with basketball playoffs in August, hockey playoffs in August, football season doesn't matter, baseball season's playing 60 games. It's just been bonkers. But I think, um, you know, good things are, are, are around the corner. It feels like, um, for me anyway, I don't know, whatever's going on out there, I, I'm just like, all right. The fall's coming. I love the fall. I hope things begin to kind of normalize and kind of get us back on track so that we can have fun the way that we think we can do a fun sports talk show, entertain people, inform people. I think we had great guests that gave you guys great information. Think about this. Think about sports talk radio in this marketplace where, um, you know, before we started doing this show or before I started doing this show. You wouldn't get the chance to hear some of the guests that we have on, the insiders that we have, and all that stuff. So I think we provide something, a great product, every day. You might not like me, 
and that's okay. You don't have to like me. You might not like my opinions. That's okay. You don't have to like my opinions. But just appreciate the work, the hard work, and how much passion and care we have about putting a great product or what we think is a great product out for you guys every day, whether you agree with us or not. And let's kind of move on with that thought in mind, that, man, we are here trying to do a show every day for four hours. It's not easy. Believe me, especially during a pandemic when there was no sports going on. But I think today is a good jumping off point with Labor Day coming to kind of get back into that passionate love of sports that we all listen to this station and all consume the way we do, right? Absolutely, yeah. Holy mackerel. Absolutely. I mean, I don't watch the bullpen because I enjoy it. I watch it for the people. <laughs> Touche. I, I love it. Sadly, I do love it. It's a shame. So we got a good show for you today. <laughs> Jason Fitz is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. We'll get his take on the sports world right now. Frank Close has his Phillies mailbag that we missed on Tuesday's show because the Flyers played at 3 o'clock. We have the Flyers updated schedule for you. We'll get you that in just a moment here. Andrew DeCecco has football at 4. What's uh, today's Eagles practice look like with Andre Dillard out? Who got those snaps at the left tackle position? We'll have that. And happy hour Friday! PT, you think he's having a couple cold ones? At I don't know that PT's allowed to have a couple cold ones. Oh, yet. that's right. Okay, I'm not sure. Maybe we will have to ask him. Yep, we will have to ask him too if he's if he's really thirsty for one. Do you know his go to? He's a light beer, Coors Light or something. I feel like that's his go to. What is his go to? Do you know? Miller Light. Yeah, he's a Miller. Oh, good. Miller I can guy. go behind that. I'm a I'm a big Miller's guy. Yeah, he's one of those guys. Well, what do you mean he's one of those? I'm one of those then, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Now, wouldn't you know? We get this text message right off the bat. We're saying, "Hey, everybody, let's kind of you know consume things the way you want to consume it." And this, I will be nice today. This guy says, "Mike, I disagree with your message. The reason these athletes are boycotting and protesting is because people are ignoring their message." I'm well aware of that. I'm telling the people who are choosing to ignore the games because they don't want the messaging, so they are just not watching altogether. I am well aware of the reason the athletes are choosing to do with what they're doing, and I don't. I said I don't have a problem with what they're doing. It doesn't affect or bother me. I'm trying to give the people who are saying that they don't want to watch the sports anymore because it bothers them so much. I'm trying to give them an, a way to, to not have – to turn their back on these sports that they're saying they enjoy. Right. You're trying to reach the people who are anti all of this. You're not trying to reach the people like me and you who can understand why these athletes are trying to right. speak out the way that they are. I give the guys a ton of credit. In fact, the guy who emailed me last night, he brought money into the situation, how much money these guys make. And I said, you are correct. These players make a ton of money. However, they are demonstrating for them. They are demonstrating because they have the platform to do so in support of less fortunate people who don't make the money they do because they feel those people are being treated unfairly. In other words, they are risking the money that they make. So don't bash these crybabies who make all this money. Open your eyes and say, man, you're willing to potentially lose the money that you make to stand up for some guy who you don't know and probably doesn't have a whole heck of a lot of money, you have all this money. You can keep living your prized life. But they are willing to say, I don't care as much about money as I do that that guy is getting treated unfairly. So, again, text message guy, I appreciate your text. You're a great texter. You're a big part of the show. 
But, man, 98% of the time, you are probably the worst listener in terms of hearing things that I have ever come across. But I do appreciate your text message. I don't get the money conversation, though. Who cares? If you're, Who cares about how much money you make when it comes to feeling the way that people of color feel right now? I just don't understand how money even plays a role into that feeling. It shouldn't. You're, you're a human being just like anyone else. It doesn't matter what your bank account is. If anything, says. the fact that they make all this money and they're choosing to do this is actually more courageous. Is no, the you're fact right. That if, you're I, right. if you're making all that money, are you taking the chance to say, I might lose this this job, this money, this opportunity and, that and I have? And it's not so much about the LeBron Jameses of the world, these people who are making the $35 million plus, whatever these contracts are. How about the guys that are playing in this league at the moment and they're making a little bit more than league minimum? Or they're making, you know, a couple mil, which to us, obviously, we would be like, oh, wow, a couple mil. Yeah, but in the NBA world, it's a different atmosphere. You're battling for your career. You could be cut next year and never make it in the NBA again. But they want to make sure that everybody else out there feels as safe as possible and there needs to be change. So, you know, it's not just about everyone automatically assumes LeBron, Kevin Durant, James Harden. Look around the league. There's plenty of guys who are standing up at this moment, not just the NBA, the WNBA, who doesn't make nearly as much money. Everyone involved standing up at this moment. It goes a lot farther than just the ones who are making the top dollars. Uh, No question. And I think the fact that the people that do make that much money – even only adds to what the message that they are trying to get out there. But, again, we wanted to kind of look at some things, but that text message, again, is a sign of people they don't hear very good. But that's okay. So the Flyers. Yes. Let's get into this. Yeah, let's get into some hockey. Um, they, the benef- they benefited from the schedule. Out. Right. The new schedule is out. They have benefited from the schedule to some extent. They don't have to play the back-to-back. So the Islanders could also say we benefit of it from it, too. And we thought the Flyers had a little bit of an advantage with the back-to-backs because your goaltending situation's better, but we there was a whole lot convoluted in it. They don't have the two back-to-backs anymore. There's one back-to-back. It's tomorrow night. Now, yesterday's game was originally a noon game. It is now a 7 o'clock game on 97.3 ESPN and the free mobile app. Now the back-to-back is tomorrow and Sunday. They are playing Sunday night at 8 o'clock. You like the Sunday night 8 o'clock game, right? Of course. You like that? Of course. So you'll hear both those games on 97.3 ESPN and the free mobile app. Saturday, 7 o'clock. Sunday, 8 o'clock. They were originally supposed to play Monday. That is now no longer. That is now a Tuesday game at 7 o'clock. And then game 6 is Thursday and game 7 is Saturday. So it's Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. The big thing that stands out is that both back-to-backs were originally on the schedule. They are now gone. Yeah, it's huge Not for the Not both Flyers. back-to-back, the second end of the back-to-back. Right, there still is one, and it is this weekend. But ultimately, I think it helps the Flyers because even though you're right, the goalie matchup is big, without a doubt, and that was something that the Flyers had the advantage of. So you can look at the back-to-backs and say, well, the Flyers could take advantage of that, but... Look, if this went to seven, the last thing you want is a back-to-back in a game six, game seven. So the Islanders benefit, the Flyers benefit, both teams do. I'll take this any day of the week compared to the alternative, which was two back-to-backs in this series. It's a shame. Tampa Bay and the Boston Bruins now flip-flopped with the Flyers, and they have to deal with it. But go ahead, Boston. You deal with that while you're down in the series. I'm excited for Saturday. I really am. I think... I feel good about this team. I know people are looking down on the Flyers based off of what happened last game. They were up 3 nothing. It gets tied. They have to win in overtime. I like the fact that they had the adversity. I want them more focused for Game 3 
compared to thinking, oh, well, we beat them anyway, and they go in with a softer mentality. I like the fact that the team came back because that shows, yo, if you don't play 60, you, you won't win. Like, it, it, it keeps them honest, if you will. Yeah, and the other thing that sticks out about this, too, is you get the Saturday night, the Sunday night, there's your back-to-back. You still have a situation where you're not sure what the Islanders are going to do. Are they going to play their goalie back-to-back? I would imagine Hart plays back-to-back now. Yes, if there's only one, it's a no-brainer. Right, but do the Islanders do the same thing? Probably, because Varlamov is their guy. I think at this point but a lot of the teams are going to He is their guy, but... He's not the guy. He's not like an A number one sure, guy, right? Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. He's not a legit, insane, game-changing goalie. No, but he's an above-average goalie. Sure. Um, I think it clouds what they might do a little bit. It solidifies what you're going to do. Absolutely. I would assume, though, that Varlamov is their guy for the rest of the series. I don't think they're going to do much juggling around. Plus, keep in mind, when they pulled him after the first period... That's two extra periods of rest. You can argue that he barely played in game two, which would keep him more rested for games three and four. So when Barry Trotz pulled Varlamov, I think majority of the mindset was, hey, we're going to use this as a rest because we can use you moving down the road in yep. this series. 609-403-0973. 609-403-0973. That is the PlaySugarHouse.com text board. Uh, guys, players aren't losing a dime by skipping and protesting these games. You guys are clueless. No one said that they're losing a dime. We said the potential of them. If the if they go on strike, which they did essentially the other night, they went on strike for a night, and the league decides to lock them out, guess what? They're not getting paid. You know, if they continue to go down this path, which they decided not to, they decided, but if they would have ended the season – if they would have ended the season, they were essentially willing to to lose all their money. Now, they didn't. They decided to go back. But they could have easily, and there was a lot of talk, that they were very close to just saying, we're not playing the playoffs anymore. They would have not been paid for that. Yeah, and that would have definitely affected, like, that, that would be a really messy situation for the NBA when it comes to TV rights. Like, I, I don't even know how much is probably involved behind the scenes in that scenario, but I would assume that that played a role in the decision as well, wouldn't you think? Absolutely, and keep in mind, people are talking about, you know, they're boycotting games, they're not playing games. The NBA has their television deal coming up. That could certainly impact how much money comes into the league if the ratings are down, which a lot of these people think the ratings are down. They're really down, but they're not really down. If that makes yeah, sense. No, it makes they're sense. They're down because they're calculating the games at one o'clock in the afternoon as part of the overall pie. The primetime night games have still been the number one most watched shows. It's the afternoon games that are kind of bringing down the NBA ratings. But that's neither here nor there. The fact of the matter is, if the players would have closed shop on this season, there was a good possibility that that the TVs. Uh, and everything that there's a there was a lot of money to be lost in this whole thing. No doubt. I don't think they really wanted to though. I think that there were some reports saying things got emotional that night, and you know, as they sat on the conversation and sat on their thoughts, they they all came to conclusion canceling the season was probably not the best thing for them. It was just a a very emotional thought process that came up, which is very fair. But I think it's good that they didn't, and they can utilize this platform. Just wait to see 
what we all see when this thing returns. I mean, I, I think the message is going to be intensified by $5 billion when it comes to what needs to be fixed in this country. Yeah, I agree. Sports Bash Live, 97.3 ESPN. Jason Fitz will get his take on what's happening in the world of sports on the other side. Frank Close has the Phillies mailbag. Andrew DeCecco, football at 4 PT for Happy Hour Friday. We're just getting started. Ask Mike and Broad. Send your questions in on the PlaySugarHouse.com text board, 609-403-0973. Sports Bash brought to you by the New Jersey Department of Agriculture. Whether you like them sweet or spicy, Jersey Fresh Bell and Hot Peppers are in season now. Your favorite market or supermarket. to the Sports Bash on 97.3 ESPN. Bottom of the hour, can anyone beat the Dodgers in the National League? Los Angeles has plus 170 odds to win the pennant and look very much like the team to beat. Go to betmgm.com and sign up to get a $100 deposit bonus. Use the code 365GAMBLE when you sign up. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Mike Gills. Hunter Brody, Sports Bash on a Friday. It's Happy Hour Friday with Pete Thompson tonight at 5.30. Now, PT went and said it's Friday Happy Hour. I had to give him a little Whack. slap upside the head. You don't like that. It's Happy Hour Friday, not Friday Happy Hour. Yeah, Happy Hour Friday sounds way better. Way better. Way better. It's supposed to rain tomorrow. Ooh. Does that, does that kill your Saturday plans? Oh, devastating. Beach day again? Two to ten. Two to ten. It's a long day. Love it. Jason Fitz, Spain and Fitz. Been enjoying hearing them guys back together. A lot to get into. He joins us here on the Sports Bash Live on 97.3 ESPN. He, like all guests, appear to be the Boardwalk Honda Hotline. And there's a couple of nights there, Jay, that I guess that uh, you were supposed to have the night off. And then you kind of got pulled into active duty because of uh, some unforeseen things. But I'll get your take. It affected you. You know, you guys were supposed to be off. And all of a sudden, hey, the games are canceled. You're back on. What were some of the reactions you were hearing on your show, coast to coast? With, uh, I mean, I'm imagining, depending on where these messages were coming in from, everybody had a lot of different feelings about the way that things were going the last two days. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And uh, by the way, all this happy hour talk, man, that's the one thing that stinks about being on late Friday. My happy hour doesn't start till very late at night tonight, but uh, I appreciate that. It's fine. Uh, you can always no, do it before. It was- yeah. I think Sarah would frown on that, and we all know that she would take my butt. So, you know, there's got to know my spot there. No, I think um, when it comes to the reaction, uh, stunned is not a hyperbot. Like, I'm not overblowing it. I think even our bosses, you know, to be to be real, there's this moment where you're right. We thought one night, for example, we were only going to be on for 30 or 45 minutes, and all of a sudden it was, no, wait, guys, there's no games tonight. And, you know, last night we even talked to Dwayne Casey, the Pistons head coach, and he even admitted that he was surprised. I mean, we haven't seen an NBA game where there was this sort of a protest in 50 years. So I think it's, it's really sort of had everybody looking at it saying, holy cow, we've been so focused on COVID. The players told us when they came into the bubble that they didn't want to have their voices silenced. And if they feel like they are being silenced, then, you know, they're going to stop the world and make sure that they have some control over their platform. And, I, I mean, I respect the heck out of it. And uh, I think it's it's incredible. I also think it's been crazy to see how unprepared everybody was for this very distinct possibility. Yeah, and I guess the one question that a lot of people are wondering is how the events of this 
last couple of days will change not only the NBA, but professional sports. We saw hockey decide not to play. We saw some baseball teams, not all baseball teams, make the decision. We saw that wonky thing with the Mets where uh, it looked very contrived. I mean, but how will these events change professional sports, if at all? I think there is a there's a sign of how good relationships are in some places, right? But I think with the NBA, let's keep in mind, the NBA actually could have, with the Bucks starting this, they could have not only fined players, they could have resulted in a forfeiture. They could actually come in and start uh, renegotiating the collective bargaining agreement right now. Like, there are huge ramifications they could have had. Instead, the NBA postponed everything because they also realized that if they don't handle this the right way, not only will it hurt their relationship in the future with the players for negotiations, but everybody can just opt out and go home, right? So that's a weird spot to be in. So I don't know that the bags, the cast never going to go back in the bag on this. And I think the biggest thing that we've seen about the change in tone from sports comes from the Baltimore Ravens of all places yesterday. Remember, this is a team that really, when they, they did at one point bring in Kaepernick and they were talking about it, their response at the time, their owner's response is, we need to pray about this and really think about it. Well, last night, the Ravens put out a very uh, succinct statement with specific things that they want to see happen, you know, as, as action. And they're doing that because they are the, the, they're echoing the voice of their players. And we've never seen teams and players uniting this way for one common message and social change. So, you know, I don't, I don't think this is going away. And for anybody that's like, oh, we just need to get games and these conversations will stop. I, I don't think that's the case at all. I think the NFL sort of dodged a bullet because they, they were able to cancel some practices. But what if something like that had happened on a Saturday? Could we be looking at the same thing from NFL players? I don't know that you can squarely say no to that anymore. That, that shows you the difference in the sports world. Do you think, it's funny you brought up the NFL, do you think that this changes how maybe the NFL looks at things as well? And what I mean by that is Deshaun Jackson – a couple days ago or yesterday was pretty actively speaking about how you look at the NBA, it's a brotherhood, the way that they come together. It, it is one unity with the NBA. And, and he was claiming the NFL doesn't feel that way. It's almost as if everyone's kind of doing their own thing. Do you think these NFL players now realize, hold on a second, we can come together more than we are now? Yes. And look, I, I you know, I've laughed before about what I always call NBA mentality. And that's, you know, comes down to, I'm not going to play for this team. I'm going to play for that team. I'm going to affect my own destiny. They've done it better than other athletes have in other sports. I think what's happened is there's an empowerment that sort of hit everybody in every level of sport at this point. And that's why, you know, you look at, at the words of Deshaun Jackson. I don't think he's alone. I think a lot of players are looking around right now saying, hey, we have a platform. How can we use it and how can we make a difference? And, and that's just, again, that's such a different mentality than we've seen in the past. And the NFL, let me be a little cynical for a second, because let's be clear, I think NFL owners only speak when it benefits their bottom line. So I can be cynical enough to admit that it probably didn't benefit their bottom line in their eyes a few years ago to speak on these things. And now it's become so accepted to do in so many different markets that it becomes easier for teams to speak out. But, I mean, I'll look at an area you guys know I know well with Nashville. I was stunned to see the Titans put out a statement, you know, a video from their players where Ryan Tannehill, their quarterback, starts in part in the statement, I'm paraphrasing slightly, he says that we are a country that was born under the guise of racial inequality. I mean, that's not the sort of thing you would ever expect to see or hear from a quarterback of a team in the South in the NFL. So I think that speaks to the change that's going on right now. 
Jason Fitz, Spain and Fitz. It's uh, 7 to 9 right here on 97.3 ESPN. You'll hear them tonight. And uh, obviously, when you're getting ready for this show tonight, I- I'm interested um, in what are some of the things that are standing out right now as uh, you know, you guys are on the air in about five, four and a half hours. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, that's a really fair question because I honestly, I have moved so much of my mind to great. Now we got games to talk about, you know, and, and that's just, that's just, being real in who I am, you guys know that's the way I always am. Like, I'm looking at it saying, where's our sports angle? And this is great. We've got a lot of opportunity. Now with that gone, I mean, I think there's a couple of things we know are going to dominate the conversation. Has the NFL turned a page in the way that they handle these things? It's going to be part of what I know we'll talk about tonight. And then the other side of it is the college football world, which I know is rocked right now more by COVID-19 and the Big Ten, the decisions they're making. But I think the common thread between all of it is there's a different um, uh, amount of accountability being demanded now by athletes. So you can't just say this is what we're doing and accept it anymore. I mean, athletes are going to ask why and how, and if you don't have suitable answers, whether it's about social justice or it's about player health and safety or it's about the decision to play football games, players are going to ask tough questions, and they're not just going to roll over and take the answers. So I know we're going to talk about that a lot tonight because that's one common thread we're seeing across all of sports. Yeah, this Big Ten thing is very interesting where all of a sudden the uh, coaches and the, uh, I guess, uh, the, what is it, the coaches and the, the league presidents or something are coming together about possibly playing the Big Ten football games around Thanksgiving Day. Is that what uh, the latest is? And then, um, you know, you already have some conferences playing earlier in the year, so it still seems like you're going to have a really watered-down, wonky college football season. Yeah, no doubt. And the Big Ten, there are multiple reports out from multiple sites today saying that the Big Ten essentially canceled, thinking that by canceling football that they'd be able to stand up and plant the flag and say, hey, we did it first, we care the most, and everybody would follow suit. Now that nobody's followed suit other than the Pac-12 when it comes to the Power Five, uh, now that the rest of the conferences haven't followed suit, it definitely feels today like college football, like the Big Ten particularly, is backpedaling to the pressure uh, from players and, and families. And, I mean, when's the last time we saw that level of power from a college football player? So, you know, it's 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 a different world. Like, for all that has changed in 2020, the one thing that I think in the sports world will not go back to normal anytime soon is that athletes found their voice, and they know they can use it, and that's a different level of accountability, especially at the college level, because now when coaches say things that players don't think are true, they have hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of social media followers that are listening to their voice. So uh, that that's a, that's a change. And now the Big Ten, if they do turn around and play football, they're not going to look like they were heroic in this process. They're going to look like they bent to pressure and made a a decision that wasn't qualified to begin with. So, you know, and all that comes from player pressure. That's, that's interesting to me. It sure is. It's an interesting time. Spain and Fitz tonight at seven. They'll have more Jason Fitz uh, at Jason Fitz on Twitter. He joins us via the boardwalk Honda sports bash. It's back. It's live. It's Mike and Broads McCutcheon Hoskins Harper real Muto Segura Gregorius, Gosselin, Boom, Quinn. Something stand out to you? They got Boom hitting eighth again. Eighth. Now it's. I mean, it's good at lineup. You can have him hitting the no, eight hole. I guess you're right. You're right. And you brought this so up the other Gosselin day. <laughs> no, <I> just <laughs> just interesting that Alex. What do you think Gosselin drinks? White Claw. High noon? The high noon guy? I feel like he's a whiskey guy. Whiskey and cigar? Goslin? Yeah, you don't see that? Veteran. But he's like a journeyman veteran. Finally got his shot after hitting three home runs in a game. He sits back on his back porch and just he's got it on ice. 
just moving the cup around. Like Roger Dorn in a, in Major League. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something just like that. You don't see that? That's awesome. No, but we were talking about how th- we we ripped Matt Klintak because he came into this season with... You're giving him credit now. Well, I just... It's interesting. I'm just throwing it so out like there. like his lineup? The lineup is not bad. This, I, no, I'm no. Just- what, this specific lineup? You think Klintak's right in the lineup and giving it to Girardi? I think there's numbers telling you why this is the lineup, but we talk about the pitching and going into this season, which is pathetic that they went into the season with the pitching, but how can we argue how deep this lineup is? No, I, I, and we said this yesterday. I think the lineup's good. The starting pitching could use one more arm. Yes. I feel good. And then I think the bullpen can use another guy. I think more than one guy, to, well, to be I'm fair. Well, I'm not getting greedy. Oh, okay. I'm just trying to be real. Like, Oh, you mean what, for this deadline? I meant I in get, terms right. of like legitimately long-term. Now, if I'm doing this lineup, I might go McCutcheon, Real Muto, Harper. And put Reese in the four. Correct. Reese has been really swinging the bat well. He has been, but I still feel like Real Muto is my best bat. Him and Harper, I want Real Muto getting more opportunities. I like him in the two, Harper in the three. I go Hoskins four. I think I like DD five. I would like DD5. Yeah, instead of Segura. Now, Reese Hoskins this season, before August 15th, he was hitting 200. Is it Bobby Wankel? uh, Yes, it is. With zero home runs. Since August 15th, in 49 plate appearances, he's hitting 263 with a 981 OPS with three dingers. You know what this all coincides with? Reese Hoskins swinging the baseball bat? Yep. Was that what you were going to say? You know, what, what? him swinging the bat better coincides with. What's that? He had a horrible look. That mustache, the hairdo, awful. He got that trimmed up. He looks a little not a lot tighter. Swings better back. You didn't like that. He looked ridiculous. You didn't like that. No. It was I a mean, throwback hate, to the old films. I just don't like when people go out of their way to try to look like a weirdo. No, see, I'm an, I'm anti that thought process. See, I would go mullet. I would go if I was legitimately doing this thing, which I might even do the mullet because I don't even know what's happening right now. I'm all flyered up with the flyers beard going. That's different. Yeah. I would I mean, some rock... of those Flyers beards are just out of control. Yeah, it's awesome. But I would rock Pete Thompson's mustache with a mullet. I would prefer to have Pete Thompson's mustache with a mullet. I would go out of my way for that look. You would never do that. No. Why? I'm just drawing attention to myself to draw attention to myself yeah, for no it... reason. No, it's... Like, if I had a legit it's reason... It's funny. It's funny. Okay, but I, I, don't need to... I don't need people looking at me like, hey, what's this guy going for over here? No, but see, I think it matches certain personalities. If Josh, I don't think it matches Hoskins' personality. Okay, well, that's fair to say. But if Josh walks saying. in here, he with looked the... like he was trying too hard. Okay, and I can get behind yeah, that. Yeah, like theory. if you're that guy, that's different. Right. My point. He looked like he was trying too hard. Do you see me as the guy? Sure. Do you see Josh as the guy? I would love to see Josh with a mullet and a muzzy. <laughs> He's uh, giving us the full on no, no right now. No shot. He didn't even give us like a little laugh. He's just out. No. He's he... not even thinking about it. Mm-mm. Hmm. All right, maybe one day I'll go, do it. I don't think he could go, Molly. I went just for men mustache. I did all that in my day. I mean, you, have the, 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 you have the lettuce to go, Molly. That's true. I mean, now I might even leave the show at 3 o'clock to go get one. See, That's how bad I want My hairdo, mine poofs outwards. I would get like... But you could do something cool with that. Yeah, you could like, go NBA uh, headband. Yeah, but I don't need to wear... I don't want to wear a headband. But that would be a good look for you. I don't think so. Like, my mother, we fight about this a lot. She likes when my hair's longer. I like it shorter. What about the girlfriend? 
She likes it on the shorter side. Ah, see, she normally wins. Not yeah. that the mother doesn't win, but no, at some point. My mom point... and I have been fighting about this my whole life. Oh, you always cut your hair too short. My grandmom used to yell at me. Oh, they, they cut that line across the back of your head. They uh, got to do it like a tapered look. Uh, I, said, I can't okay. see the back of my head. I don't care what it looks like. Right, yeah, all right. See, I always get yelled at. It's like, what the hell? Like, right now, my hair's getting too is long. Is that? It's getting too long right Too long? Yeah. That's a good yeah, That's see, a good like, length. Your hair falls downwards. Well, that's because I got the hockey lettuce. Right. Mine puss outwards. But you can do something with that. See, you can make it work. You can make it look good. Like a, a funky so. good. All right. Well, that's anyway. That's I'm making about Hoskins. He was trying too hard. I'd be trying too hard if I was. If you're saying you could make it look good. I don't need to make it do anything. All right. That's my point. He's going out there with like. You know, he's got, like, the handlebar stash. He's got the porn I think stash. it's more about what he's doing with his hands more so than the mustache. <laughs> Just going to throw it out there a little bit. <laughs> I like how that was, like, all serious. <laughs> I think he's all what he's doing with the hands. Well, here. you saw the, the video for him of when he was up high, then he went low, and go high, then go low. That's your lineup tonight. McCutcheon in left, Hoskins at first, Harper in right, Real Muto behind the dish, Segura at second, Gregorius at short, Phil Goslin. How about Bryce Harper's hair, by the way? Getting long. Looks good. I don't know. Looks good. I love it. Sick. Boom at third. Quinn in center. Zach Wheeler gets your ball tonight. He's been really good. He has been. Been worth uh, that contract so far. All right. Sports Bash coming back on the other side. The Phillies mailbag with Frank Close. He answers your Phillies questions. So.